Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, we are actually going to be reviewing Outside the Wire. This movie stars Anthony Mackie, and then, of course, you also have Damon Idris that's in this, and then Emily uh, Beecham, and then Michael Kelly. And this is actually um, directed by Miguel Castro. Castro. But yeah, this is actually a movie that that Frenchie and I did a trailer reaction to and i was actually sold on the trailer i loved the trailer for what it was it sold me on the action the whole entire deal where anthony mackie is this character that you don't know if you should trust him or not and then of course we all we have the other character who is actually played by desmond idris and here's my that was my thoughts and everything it was like it was one of those trust issues between the two characters where they don't even know if they can trust each other and that's what i was actually sold on i was also sold on the action sequences i thought the action sequences looked good for the trailer and then when i saw the movie and everything it was total different story in that and if you guys are wondering what this plot is about it's centered around 2036 the civil war between pro-russian uh insurgents and local uh, resistance in Ukraine that leads to the United States to deploy peacekeeping forces during an operation. A team of United States Marines and GUMPS, robotic soldiers is what they're called, but they're actually called GUMPS, and are uh, uh, ambushed. Disobeying an order, drone and First Lieutenant Harp destroys a hill fire missile in a drone strike against a suspected enemy launcher, killing two Marines by saving 38 
And this is actually where the story actually sets up, where now he's actually suspended from the drone area and is actually being forced to partner up with Anthony Mackie's character, who's actually a droid. And is that how would you actually des describe his droid, though, Charlie? Would you actually consider that as uh, what's that nanotechnology is what they're using? Yeah, for Anthony Mackie. Sort of it's like a synthetic droid. It's not like it's not. It doesn't have human like. Not like they're not. We're not talking about Terminator robots here. We're talking like with that that can look like humans and have like the the, ex the exoskeletons of stuff. No, and this is like a weird like upgrade on that, in which they like, in which they're not really like. It's not really human body parts. It's like some some synthetic thing. I mean, that's the best I can describe it. It's a yeah. Future they're using like, nanotechnology. Right, they're using nanotechnology yeah. for them. Um, Anthony Mackie's character's named Captain Leo, and he's a highly advanced ex uh, experimental android super soldier masqueraded as a human officer. Harper and Leo are set out on a mission to prevent Terrence Victor Koval from gaining control of a network of Cold War-era nuclear missile uh, silos. And I actually liked that setup in a sense before we actually knew what we were getting. I thought the setup was really good in the first five, ten minutes. Because yeah. we actually have a soldier that is suspended from doing what he was doing. Now he's having to partner up with Leo. Leo actually tells him about these missiles that are still there within Russia's radius and everything and how... Uh, and then that's also, too, when, of course, um, what's his character's name that I just mentioned? Uh, De Desmond Edris' character is like, well, you know, I thought that the missiles and everything from Russia had died off because of the Cold War. And then Leo's like, well, you thought that they were killed off. You thought that they were gone? <laughs> and he just laughs in his face and everything mm -hmm. because... You know, Russia's going to do what Russia's going to do regardless of anything. And basically, Leo's trying to tell them that they shouldn't trust Russia or anything like that just because that um, it looks like the missiles appear to have not been working since the Cold War does not mean that it's not there at all. Yeah. So their whole entire objective is to try and prevent this, um, prevent the missiles from actually striking. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think um, like, I had the same reaction you did when I first watched the trailer. Like, I was hyped for it. It looked pretty cool. Like, oh, Netflix got a good action movie. Anthony Mackie's kicking some ass. And then, prior to watching this movie, like, it might have been a few, like, weeks prior I watched it, one, a buddy of mine, he, he, I saw his review for it, and I was reading it, and I'm like, and he's like, he's saying the movie's bad, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. What's wrong with this? So I watched it on my own. So I had to, like, I had some inclinations that this was going to be bad from this reader's review, but the opening sequence of like this, like this, this, this befuddled me. I'm like, seriously, like he saved 38 people. It could have been a lot worse. He was in a lose lose. Like if he didn't do it, more people were going to die, especially from this thing, the thing that actually turns out to be like with this robotic turret or whatever that was in this thing that he, he saved. And there's like, oh no, we need to devote you. We're gonna, you're you're just getting sent back to basic training. And I'm like, sorry, I had an inclination. Like, I hated those people that sent him down. They're like, you seriously don't know? It's like, it's like, wh wh what's this? The two, like I said, I mean, like, like nobody should have died. But the fact that he, if he did not did that, what he did, 
Like, I mean, it's like, come on. And then, and then him going down there and then Leo's telling him like, yeah, we're taking this over. Like, like Leo's pretty much like being like being the leader that he was. And you figured, okay, he's a hard nosed guy. He's seen war. So he knows what to expect. So you're like, okay, I guess we can trust him, but we don't know if we can trust the other guy. Like, cause he's a rookie. So that was, like I said, I agree. It's an, it was an interesting topic, like or idea that is mm-hmm. the first five minutes started out with, but again, like I hate, I hated how they treated him in the beginning. Like he saved thirty-eight people. You could have lost forty people if he didn't do what he did, and that, that's why I kind of hated right. the, the the military people for that. I'm like, come right. on, yeah, right. And then Leo also tells them, he goes, you, you know, you should have, they should have put a medal on you and not suspend you. So even Leo was in agreement with that. And then of course the people that he's like, that the, the, the group that he, that are the, the command post area that he's with the cap, the, 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 the douchebag captain that told him to hold off. I need to save my man. He's letting his people beat him up while like, I'm like, come on. It, it, it's, it's a team effort. He saved you. He saved you, and he saved the thirty, like uh, th- you and thirty-seven other people. Those, yeah, those two shouldn't have died. But if he didn't do what he did, I mean, you should at least get like, like, give him some props for saving your life instead of like having his own team, your own command people beat beat him up. I mean, I think I didn't find right. that like really assuring. Like, so you don't like. Okay, we clearly don't like any of these people. So I guess the only two people we—they're kind of like forcing us to like Leo and him, even though like sometimes both of them don't have likable qualities. <laughs> no, especially whenever you get into the whole thing with um, Harp. Harp is like a mindless killer if you actually think about it. Even Leo calls him out on. He goes, "Oh, you a cold ass blooded killer." Because yeah. he doesn't have any morals at all as to any heart or emotion no. to the damage that he does to people or anything like that yeah. with the droids. And yeah. it does call him out on a little bit of, of the stuff that he does. And at mm-hmm. that time, he it's at that and we're going to get to that in a few minutes. But, you know, usually when we see stuff like that, usually we actually see the character start to change a little bit into who he's going to be later on in the film. With this yeah. one, I didn't really see him change all that much. Who um, his uh, last name was Harp. Harp. Was that uh, was that the Mackie character? No, Leo is the um, is oh, the Mackie character. Okay, Leo. Okay, I forgot what his last name was. <laughs> right, and Leo is also a cold blooded person though as well, even though he's a droid. <laughs> but yeah. that's actually kind of funny though that he has his own emotions and stuff like that. But yeah, Harp is one of those people. Once you find out later on in the film and everything, he's supposed to be this character that trans uh, transforms later on into the character that he's supposed to be because of everything that he did with the uh, drone and the damage mm-hmm. that he caused, and the, um, and also yeah. too, he also destroyed people's homes and, and things like that, and the casualties um, Harp, with yeah, the homes. Right. Partner, yeah. Okay. Now I know who Harp is. Um, the uh, the other guy. Okay. Yeah, uh, Harp and like I said this is where they wind up going to the nuclear missile silos under the cover of uh, delivering vaccines to a refugee camp. Yeah. And this is actually where we see the uh, gumps in action as well with this mm-hmm. whole entire thing. To me, the setup was actually pretty cool on Madden. It was just the yeah. delivery of where they were actually delivering the vaccines 
to me, it just seemed like kind of paint by the numbers kind of thing where there was no, no emotion to it. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't really on the edge of my seat like I was supposed to be or anything like that because we see snipers coming out from the building and watching these two characters uh, transfer the vaccines and everything. But at the same time, Mackie is like walking slowly up there. Leo is. And he's telling them to lower his guns. We had the vaccines. Then they give him the vaccines, and that's the end of the thing. But then Mackie winds up explaining to him why he actually looks like, uh, explain to Leo why he actually looks the way he does. It's because the army or the military, for that matter, um, and everything is because of the fact that the army thought that having a, a calm face and collect face would actually entrust people with him. Mm-hmm. So there was that outlook. But what did you think of that scene? I thought it was weird, and I thought it was very predictable. Like, the fact that, like, and immediately afterwards, they, they're ambushed. Like, I mean, come on. You have open windows up on the balconies, and the military people were like, you guys are supposed to be, like, supposed to see this stuff coming, because, I mean, if you if you live it, you, you should be able to know an ambush is coming. There's open, the balconies open, the windows are open, you know something's going to happen, and I just thought it was, like I said, it's just a, like like this that sequence was just to move the plot, like just to fiddle out, just to get those two alone to escape, and then continue on of whatever they're gonna do. I think it was just to you know move the plot in a sense, and I'm and, like, what was the hmm. plot? <laughs> and that, that's the hard part. But, like you have no idea what this plot was. You you, you think it's straightforward, and then then like then you have different webs of things coming in at once, and it's like it's harder to make like make understand what is going on exactly it feels like a gta a grand theft auto side story of different things going on where they have said oh we have to go on this side mission before we get to the main plot and everything but it also feels like to me the anthony mackie leo and harp characters were forced it didn't really feel like it was natural it was just they decided okay let's put these two character characters together and try and figure out a way to for them to interact with each other, and find Let's out a way to where they yeah. have conflict. Let's make training think... day in a futuristic world. That's essentially <laughs> what they're trying to do. Like the him asking about his wife, his girlfriend, and I'm surprised he didn't ask him to try this drug. Like I'm surprised that Anthony Maggie didn't ask him to do this, or right, kind of did later on. I'm like, here, I need you to remove my safety chip, and it's like, well, I didn't do it. Tell him to do that. I'm like, so it's like, it definitely, they seem to try to force a training day on us with this movie in a futuristic world, in a sense. It did feel like training day, and even after the Gump shoots the local who threw a rock at the Gump, Captain Leo negotiates a peaceful solution for by giving the locals the contents of the A-truck, have a pro-Russian uh, insurgents ambush the locals and Marines leading the, to a fire flight. That forces Leo and Harp to travel to the refugee camp on foot while the Marines remain behind and engage in the insurgents. So while all that shit is going on, they just go on ahead and walk through it like nothing even happens. Again, so, I mean, that, that is essentially is a, a plot movie. We're like, all right, we need we need to whatever this is going on. I was just, let's let's have them distracted while these two guys do whatever they're supposed to do. I'm like, okay, I mean, you could have done it way better. <laughs> I just, 
to be honest with you, I was so, like I said, I was sold with the trailer, and then once we got the movie, in the first five ten minutes, I was sold, and then it feels like Training Day mixed in with a side story. To be honest, yeah, and unfortunately, the plot gets much worse as we progress. <laughs> right, and I have this in my notes too. After arriving the, at the refugees' compound, Leo and Harp are shot at it by an insurgent who kills some civilians. Leo tortures and interrogates for information before leaving them to be killed by the gathered mob. Leo and Harp meet their contact, so Sophia, a resistance leader. Sophia leads them to, to an arms dealer who knows the location of a bank vault. Now, with this scene, what I liked was the fact that you actually see inside their compound where Leo is actually looking at all the kids playing around mm -hmm. and everything. And she just, she just goes on ahead and calls them out on it. So, so you're admiring your work because these are all the kids who don't have homes anymore because of the damage that was done with your droid, with your drone. And yeah. because of that, these are the repercussions that you actually are facing. They're facing now is they're separated from their families, separated from their moms and dads. They don't know where they are. And they're having to set up an environment where they feel safe. And it was all because of Leo. So you have yeah. that aspect. And Leo, once again, he does not care, does not show any emotion, does not care about what he's done. But in this scene, you can tell that he kind of cares, starts start turning a little bit. That scene, I didn't really mind too much. No, I mean, like, again. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, at that point when you think, like, okay, like, we think, oh, yeah, Leo's a good guy, yeah, so, like, yeah, let's let's show him, have him some, show some passion, because, I mean, you've been ruined for him the whole time, the rest of this time, and then I think in the aspect of what they're doing with Harp, I think they're forced, I think it seems forced, I'm like, here, like, a guy, a guy that saved 38 people, but then again, making them force him to realize his mistakes as a drone guy like uh, yeah here's all the families that you've torn apart and it's like i can see that like see what they're trying to do but i just it just felt like very awkward of how just like it is they're randomly going to this one person and it, it didn't they're like because yeah, then and the arm like then she's gonna lead them to the arms dealer and it's just i don't know it just felt like very awkward for how they like, transition it was a really awkward scene i'll be i'll be honest with you but i believe that was also set up to be awkward for leo because of the fact he didn't know what to say in that situation when he's being called out on it. But at the same time, it there's some aspects to where I actually like that scene because it actually yeah. calls him called Lee out on his shit. But at the same yeah. time, too, it also feels kind of forced. So it's like I'm lukewarm with it. Like I like it, but at the same time, it's all about the motivation of the plot. It's all about the setup for it. And then also too, yeah. we actually see Sophia uh, take down the arms dealer, and also we see Leo take down the arms dealers as well, which I thought was cool. I thought the action sequences on how they take them down was actually pretty good. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Like, I mean, like like you said, for a movie that hyped up action, to be honest, there wasn't much. Maybe, like, no. spurts. Like, this movie is almost, forgot, it was an hour and a half, might have been an hour and a half, might have been an hour and 40, I think, maybe. I think maybe at least 30 to 45 minutes there was action. And then that's not much. That's not good. No. And the majority of it is Leo and him in a car and Leo showing um, Harp showing Leo 
the uh, picture of his girlfriend and him looking and saying, oh, how fine she is, which is, again, another reference to what we got with Training Day, in a sense. Yeah. And then also, I too, mean, now, yeah. uh, go on. I'll, t I'll make my point about something else in a minute. And like I said, I mean, most of the action we've seen was from the trailer. And that doesn't, and like, and like in the trailer doesn't tell you what point, that's towards the end of the movie, it almost. <laughs> the act that big action right. sequence to the end of the movie and like you have an hour and 40 minutes and you're just doing nothing but horrible transitions and like spend a lot of time in cars i mean geez this is set up as an honest trailer it's like do you want to see a great movie like do you want to see a movie that has nothing but them in cars them walking <laughs> them complaining them back in a truck back in a car <laughs> That's essentially what this movie is. Back in a car, back in a truck. Back to not trusting uh, the person that you're with. Back to him, him telling you to do something that's against protocol because you think it's the right thing that's, to do, but it, but it ends up being not. That's what I want to talk about real quick. Uh, yeah. Is whenever he takes out the tracking device on the back of his, uh, back from the yeah. droid. Being in the military, you wouldn't know not to do that shit. They would know not to remove a military tracking device from a computer that would that yeah. tracks when they're tracking his every movements because they don't even trust him and him themselves. So they're yeah. I'm like, okay, another thing that was making me think about this. I don't know if you thought about this. Why are you pairing Harp up with Leo if you don't trust them trust him your yourself? Because they're stupid. That's another thing. I mean, they're, 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 like I said, you like you said, there's nobody worth nobody worth like the whole movie is about you can't trust anybody in a sense. Like the go the government it was like, like, like I said, it goes back to my hatred for him in this movie is because he saved 38 people. So what are you gonna do? You demote him and send him to the guy you least trust? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that writes <laughs> itself. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Gene or whatever. Like whoever wrote, I'm like seriously, the writers need like I, I like in my review of it. The writers need to be demoted. Like whoever does, whoever wrote this movie needs a serious like. You need to go to writing school. You need to go to the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon of uh, how to write a movie. This is not how you. This is lesson number one on how not to write a movie. Like seriously, you don't trust the guy. You're gonna send the most rookie person to that, and like, and have him be his commanding leader. Like, oh yeah, this is fine. You need to take off my security chip. It's okay. You need to do this because, like I said, yeah, you need to do this. What do you mean you did it? He told me to. Oh, jeez. That is so stupid. And then the military people even asked that. Even his own sergeants are like, why did you remove the military tracking device on the back of his back? Well, because he told me to do it. You are a dumbass. You are seriously well, a dumbass. Again, I know that you're not. Training day. Like, yeah. <laughs> Going back to training day. Like him, like, like Denzel here, take this drug. I'm not going to take this drug. I'm going to shoot you. That's essentially what this is. You need to take away my, my, my tracking device. I don't want to. I'm going to shoot you. You're like, good luck being on your own. It's like, it's like, what are you getting? We're getting a 2020, a 2021 version training day. That sucks. Like, I mean, come on. It's just, and it's so, like nothing but car ride. Yeah. It's so stupid. I'm like, or really, like, even what if he told you to uh, shoot yourself in the head? We're gonna do it too. Well, since he told me to, I'm gonna do it. 
Because at that point, you're he feels like he's disobeying a order from the higher up, from his yeah. You know, military is different from being in the police force in a sense. Yeah. But you're disobeying an order from your superior, and he actually feels like if he doesn't, you know, he's just going to be even more trouble. But at the same time, yeah. you also have to think for yourself and be like, wait. You're you're asking me to remove something that is really something that I'm not supposed to do, but also too, Anthony Mackie could probably wind up killing him though too, if he didn't do it. Pretty much. So like, either mean, way it then, goes, yeah, he was screwed. He yeah, he was a, he's in a, yeah, he was in a screwed uh, a lose lose situation. It's like, and like this like transitions were like terrible. I'm like, how do you get from this place? Okay, and then when he reviews that tracking device, then you get set up to the the the. Probably the only big action sequence of the movie. Well, one of the few action sequences of the movie, and it's the uh, sequence where Mackie's trying to find this guy. Like, and then the weird plot about finding this Russian guy, like, because he's he's the one that's been like trying to get the silos. We're trying to get him. He's located this building, so I'm gonna go in myself. And then like, all right, you need to call like call met like call your ball. I call the commit the CEO or whatever. Tell him that this guy's in this location. And then you see Anthony Mackie, like, I mean, this part I thought was kind of cool because it's stuff yeah, we've seen because, the trailers. Yeah, because if you think of it like this, though, he's like, well, we can't call them in because we're out of our jurisdiction on this. So no one's yeah. even allowed to even be in that area. Mm -hmm. So Anthony Leo knew that he was out of that area. Yeah, and he doesn't have the tracking so, device on either. Right. This also feels like a training day. Uh, part though as well but the part where he's actually pinned down outside of the bank actually makes mm -hmm. me feel like he's actually in the battlefield that he whenever he had that option to actually save those marines or not yeah and remember whenever the person who was actually in charge of the marine corp and everything else within with that uh setup he's like come on cap we're we're dying out here we need your help we need the drone we need somebody to come in and it was just that same type of situation where yeah. someone you had to come in and uh, kill th those people so that way they can get out of there. Mm -hmm. So it was like in the same type of situation that, of course, um, that we actually found, uh, you know, you know Heart. what I'm talking about. Hart yeah. was in yeah. before. So yeah. basically that was actually a lesson that he was trying to teach Hart. Pretty much. I think it was so now lesson. he's face to face in his own battle. Yeah. Um, but then then you have Anthony Mackie channeling as John Wick, which that sequence was kind of cool. Um, yeah. The only the only good part of that movie was was this sequence. Like he's like he he was like that was awesome. I mean, I gotta admit, this is the one highlight of the movie was him go taking on these uh, machines and the the military guys. I thought that was cool. Um. There was not much I thought about this movie that was cool. This probably was, but then and then later on, then I'm like, oh, then it just made me hate the movie even more. What happens afterwards? Well, right, and then after this, this is actually after the Gumps and Leo retrieves the codes but cannot find Koval. A drone strike called in by Eckhart destroys the bank and several buildings, leading the military command to believe that both Koval. And Leo are destroyed. Harp re reunites with Leo. Right. 
with Leo, who tells him that he has his own plans for the codes and has been manipulating Harp into helping him evade the eye of the military command. So at that point, that's whenever Leo winds up telling him, we're going to nuke the United States, but we're going to keep all the other countries because the United States is actually the enemy, and we're not the enemy. We're, like I said, we're, we're at any point in this movie, did they mention anything like this? Like, if they were thinking this was going to be a twist, it's not. This is a huge slap in the face to what in the highlight of the trailer. Like Anthony Mackie's gonna be the good guy, and like in like in that. And what what do you mean he's now bad? Like what point at any time during this movie did they kind of hint he was gonna be bad? Like I mean, come at on. Be- I mean, at the very beginning, it was pretty much drawn out that he was after the missiles. Yeah, he was after the missiles. He was trying to save people. Because he, he works, he, he's a United States. He, he's in the United States. He's in the United States military, and he and and is like, and you're like, you manipulated Harp this entire time. I'm like, come on, like this was like just this like wh- what did you just like like I don't know like again my the writers for this like you seriously don't need you don't deserve another job for a while. I'm like, what did you just get drunk? I'm like, okay, uh, action sequence. All right, now he's drunk. Like, all right, now, now he's evil. Like, no, 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 no notice. And, like, you think this is a plot twist. This is not. Again, this is a it's slap not. to the face. Like, like a huge slap to the face to people that are excited for your movie. Exactly. Uh, the like, pl- the, here's like, the thing. The twist, the twist was very forced. Not only that, but it's not even a twist. It was already planted from the very beginning of the film. It's just that you have to pay close attention to that one scene of where they mis- mention the missile silos, and then you can put two and two together on what Anthony Mackie's uh, Leo it, motivation is. And then, of course, you know, then we also have another thing that actually happens. Uh, Harp, uh, let's see here. Harp renew, uh, with the codes and has been manipulating Harp into helping him evade an eye of military command. He knocks out Harp and leaves him on the side of the road where he picks up uh, by Sophia's men. Leo meets with Koval to give him the codes, but kills him and Koval refuses to give Leo access to nuclear missile silos. So, like that was okay. That was weird. That was that okay, was weird. So let's go with the other thing with Sophia for a minute. Whenever he actually, where we actually yeah. have, uh, when we actually have uh, Harp getting picked up by Sophia's men. At that point, you might actually think that maybe he might have a chance of maybe her being on his side. But then again, that's remember whenever he was over there the first time, Sophia was like, "Are you sure we should even talk to him?" Yeah, and talk about like, this in front of him. So, like you knew she was in on it the whole the whole way. She doesn't care, and it's like no. again, at what point did any of this come up? I'm like, like any point in the movie, like if you're like a good attention to detail, and you, I usually am when it comes to movies. I'm like, I would have usually picked up, but it's like the movie, like the dialogue was so bad in some of these sequences, and like. Oh, you're just like you're just like this in disgust when you're wa- when you're watching what's going on. I'm like you're not being a pickup. I'm like, how did I know she cares about the kids? But then again, some of these kids prior from the U.S. that got bombed, 
in or whatever. We don't know where a lot of these kids come from. And the fact that she's kind of working, she's she, she's in between. It's like she's between working with Leo, but then she's not. She's like a fling. Like she, 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 she wants to be with, like she's kind of with him, but then she's not. I'm like, make you up your damn want. mind. Right. <laughs> make up your mind already. Like, are you, are you helping Harp? Or are you going to help Leo kill people? I'm like, I mean, come on. Like, like that, that whole thing was like, that thing didn't make sense. No. And then there's that other scene. Okay, so Leo was trying to get the codes from Kovo and everything, which he already made the agreement with Kovo. So why is Kovo going to kill Leo for getting the codes from him? And then, that and then, and then like, and I was like, I had to watch that sequence again. I'm like, because I didn't like, wait a minute. Leo's bad. Why did he just kill those? Why? Why he just go full John Wick on everybody in that in that? And I'm like, was he suddenly good? Or was he like playing like like a double double rogue robot or whatever the heck it, uh, heck he was? I'm like, and then like or like he killed everybody. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess he's good now. And then I'm like, wait a minute, he's not. It's, it's just really too much confusion and something that something that from the trailer is supposed to be a, a mindless action movie with a probably hopefully decent plot. And we're not getting any of it. Like it's like no. you're making us think. I'm like, this is stupid. And here's my thing though. Okay, if they were gonna do that scene to make it look like he was the good guy, why remove the chip from him? Because think of it like this: they could actually kept the chip in and then have him still be a rogues kind of soldier and everything playing off yeah. of it, like he's still yeah. a good guy but really is a bad guy. He has the missile codes. You can still play off of it with him having the chip. Having the chip removed is the most stupidest part of the of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, but him killing like, Kovo, I didn't get. No, I didn't get that at all. Like I thought you were supposed to be. You you made an agreement with him. I'm like, we well, shouldn't have tried to kill me. And then like, and you're like, I mean, like, and then you're like, like I said, I mean that 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 sequence. I mean that that ruined that whole action sequence because you were busy thinking, what did I just watch? Is he good? Is he bad? Because if you, if you like, like I said, if, if we knew he was good, then yeah, the sequence probably would have worked better. I mean, like I said, it's an it's an action sequence, but this is the first time in a while that I've like I've hated like why did they put this action sequence in there? Because we like because you didn't because we're already in disgust that Leo's gone bad, and he's mentioned no point of it in the beginning of the movie that he was going to go bad, and and it wasn't even a plot twist. It was just a, again a huge slap in the face. It definitely was. And I like the stunts. Don't get me wrong. I love the action sequences, but they weren't needed there when the Koval is actually when he was buying the stuff from Koval. So I didn't understand that. Um, so that so, was, I think so in that sense, in an hour and 40 minute movie, you only have two, three. like maybe one and a half. Oh, I was thinking one and a half action sequences in that one span. Cause that one sequence, oh. like, because that the bank thing was the big one. That was the big set right. piece, and then and that one was fine because you weren't questioning anything. And then this one was a half of one, but then again, you like, but this is a half of one that you're pissed off at because, like, this made no sense. No, and I, it and just I shows how it just shows how OP Leo actually is, and overpowered he is. Is what I'm meaning by yeah. OP. Yeah. For anyone that's actually into D and D and stuff like that and role playing, you know what OP means. But 
Um, and I played Farmers and Disney Dark Power. It's a great game. Um, I have, like, like I said, I recommend pl- someone playing D and D instead of watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. You might hey, do a D and D campaign around this movie. You might actually have more fun. <laughs> yeah, and drink because you'll be drinking during it. So then again, you can maybe enjoy this that. But it's like. I, I mean, and I don't consider that final sequence an action sequence at all because it wasn't one. It was just, it's just, it was just two one on one. I mean, come on! Like I said, so in a sense, there's maybe two, then again, two halves. So two two action sequence in an hour and forty minute movie. That's not going to fly. That's absolutely yeah. not going to fly. And then it goes back over to Harp informing Sophia and her commanders of Leo's actions, and they realize Leo is planning to launch the nuclear missiles at the United States in order to prevent them from fighting more wars in the future. So all this is just about them destroying the United States so that way their nation can actually be established and ours will be wiped off because they think the United States is the main reason why we're having wars. So basically they're so trying Sophia to become like maybe a one nation. What's yeah. that? So essentially, she, so she again. So then we know her true intentions. Like you're on your own. Like sorry, I'm like I'm like okay. Then you're then you're a useless character. I'm like you're not needed at all. This whole movie, in the sense that you're just gonna be like okay, like so monotone. I'm like she just feel like I'm listening to Maroon Five, just leading her talk. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like she was not not of a help. Like not the whole movie, and then the same like oh yeah, well sorry. You're SOL. You're on your own. We're not helping you. Leo's going to do what he's going to do. I can't mm-hmm. stop him. And then at I'm that like, point, he goes back over to his superiors. Um, Harp goes over to his superiors. And, like, and he goes, and they're, they're, let me they're, get they're, this straight. Because remember, this is when he winds up, what they wind up saying to him. Let me get this straight. You removed a government ship from an android who's, at, who's going rogue now, and we have no way of tracking him. And he's about to blow up the United States with the nuclear weapons from Russia, and you ha- and he has the missile codes. Way to go, kid! Was pretty much what they what they say. But then he volunteers to re- to recorrect it. Yeah, to recorrect the situation. Well, I mean, it's really the what, what the real the fall here is really the, the the commanding officers for demoting his ass in the first place. I'm like, how stupid are you? Like, I mean, come on. You put him in this position. You wanted him, like, basic training. This is not basic training. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, he saved 38 people. I want to keep emphasizing. He saved 38 people. Like, he would have, you would have lost more men, and he, and he would have been, oh, you should have pulled the trigger. This is your own damn fault. So now you got to, and, and, like, you put him with Leo. Well, really, you should be blaming yourself instead of blowing the blame on Harp. Because you put him in the in the position. I mean, come on. Like they need to stop deflecting and start taking their own responsibilities because they caused this. And that, exactly. that's the problem with this movie. Like, like you 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 hate you hate just hate these people because they put them in this position. Because not like, yeah. And it's like this is all on you. And like, of course, he's the one that volunteers to do it because you guys don't have any cojones to stand up and do it yourselves. Well, not only that, but they don't take initiative. At what they do is wrong. They don't accept no. consequences for their own actions and blames their consequences on other people rather than their own selves. Yeah. But Leo, and, yeah. No, yeah. But Harp is like, well, let me go on ahead, Cap. Let me go on ahead and make this right. Let me let me try and stop him. 
Let me save your ass. Let me save save your ass. That's essentially what this is. And it's like, and then the the other problem too is that big shootout with Hart. When Hart was outside, and and the civilians like, "God, Cap, there's there's people here. Oh, we don't care. We need to nuke it. The guys here, we're gonna we're gonna nuke it." I'm like, and he's telling to tell him, "No, don't. I'm trying to save these people." Like, oh no, we don't care. I'm like, oh well, well, yeah, yeah. What did you think about him escaping the silo and then also getting the girl that was actually with him during the whole entire operation with the drone at the very beginning of the film and trying to prevent um, prevent the missiles from striking? Oh, that whole end sequence or the beginning? Yeah. No, this is the end sequence. Oh, Oh, I hated it. It's like, again, going to the writers. Like, you you stop him... And you're monologuing for five minutes when the bomb's about to blow up in a minute? Come on. Like, stop showboating and stop sh- stroking your ego. It's like, how oh, I, be- I beat you. And get the hell out of there. I mean, I, I said this in my review. The- I was screaming on my TV, run! Get out of there! Stop monologuing! Get out of there! Like, you- you're talking for five minutes. I'm like, jeez. Man, you want to talk about a horrible like this is like this monologue is almost as bad as Kristen Stewart's in uh, the Snow, uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Like, talk about a rallying cry, man! This guy just doesn't shut up. I'm like, no wonder why. Like, they, like, like I said, you're like, I mean, yeah, this, this. I mean, he like you don't stop talking. You're talking for five minutes. The bomb's about to blow up in a, one second. Get out of there! Like, Not come only on. that, but at that point. At that point, too, Leo's already struck down. Leo's already because remember he ended up throwing the grenade launcher and everything, shooting him with the grenade launcher. Leo's down yeah. for the count. There's no getting yeah, Leo's out. Leo's down. He's like he's, and he's you already have the key. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. And you already have the key. Right. Yeah, he already has the key. I was about to say he's channeling his inner Bond villain. He's telling his whole plot. Like, right when the silo is about to blow up, I'm like, guys, just shut up and do it. I mean, like, that's what that's what the part about Austin Powers I enjoyed is, is like, he's like, you're just going to leave him, like, like the, the, him telling him his plan. Um, So are you just going to, yeah, we're just going to leave him in there in one guard. Um, And Scotty's like, I got a gun in my room. I can take him. Scott, just, you just don't get it. And it's like, and it's like, there's points of like, like, most times villains would win if they just shut up. And, right. and that, that Hart was acting like a villain right now, like revealing like, yeah, how I bested you and speaking for five minutes. I'm like, dude, shut up and get out of there. You're going to die if you don't do it. I mean, it's like, I mean, whoever wrote this, this the, seriously, I'm like, what, what did you did you get inspiration from this, this other movie of the worst route, like motivational speech? None of this was motivating. It's, it's got me angrier. Like I mean, it's completely unnecessary. Like, stop monologuing and get out of there. And then at this point, yeah. Harp is actually returning to camp and everything too. His old partner, Harp's old partner, destroys the silo. She's wondering if he's still alive. Harp says that he's still alive. He goes back over to the silo. The movie is over. So, that's the whole. That's pretty much how it ends. And for me. I was excited. If you actually go and look at our trailer review that Frenchie and I did, I was all over it. I was eating it like ice cream. And then I mean, all of a sudden yeah. the movie comes out and everything. Yeah. I, I have know, to I get watched this. Your... 
Was yeah, that? I watched it. You, you, you and a Frenchie were both hyped for it. I mean, I was too when I saw the action sequence, and that, and I was like, oh, cool, this movie's gonna be like this, him taking on the uh, these evil robots. And I figured that's what I expected. I like, like, I expected this. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, oh my god, talk about a huge slap in the face. And then, and then we got, I mean, like, we got like, like you're like the Netflix person talked to. You, he's like, hey, can you promote this trailer? It's like right. okay, I'm like, I, and and it's like I think you got people hyped. We got people hyped for it, and then we watched it and we're like just disappointed. Like, like I mean, I think I when I rated this out of ten, well, I mean, I think I gave it a two out of ten. Like this was just garbage. Out of five, what would you give it? Um, maybe trying to. Think um, maybe either one and a half or a two. No, I'll probably have to do it a one and a half because I think that's closer to twenty percent. So like a one point like, I mean, five out of five, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I I think it, like I mean, if I had to do it out of five, it had to be that. But I I know my other review. I did it out of ten. I gave it a two. Like I mean, this this is this for me is not it's not bad like. Because like, I have a threshold for bad now. Bad for me is the last days of American crime, where I couldn't even give it a point. That had nothing worthwhile in that movie. That one action sequence maybe briefly got it above it at a one and a half, but I'm not going any higher than that. I mean that that like I said, I'm trying to get get as close to twenty percent as I did as a two out of a ten. But this is just this was this was terrible. Mm. Like I mean, this is like at least the little things had. Some Redeeming elements qualities. there to get good qualities and had a great cast. This you just had Anthony Mackie shows you what type of a lister you have in that one. I'm like, and I'm not. I, Anthony Mackie did what he could, but the absolute script writing was atrocious. God, a monkey right. could write a heck. I could write a better movie. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you. Could. To be honest with you, one other thing, I think Matthew Mackey did a good job for what he had. It was a, like I said, it was the script writing that was the main problem. But if I had to give this a uh, out of five, I'm gonna go with like a two point five out of five. Okay, I I mean I, I couldn't. I mean, I mean one action sequence because there was like a few little small action sequences that I liked. There was the scene with like I mentioned before, where the girl where Sophia is actually showing the damage that he's caused with the city and then showing where the kids are at. I like that. So that was enough for me to give it a 2.5 out of five, but not enough for me to actually pump it up to like a four or a five. No, I mean, I think, I think a one and a half for me is because like the little things like that one action sequence and then the two minor ones, I don't even call them action sequences. I just call them a minor, like, like minor, a minor, like minor injection of adrenaline. Honestly, it's just like it, it get you pumped and it wasn't really getting you pumped. But this the, the overall stuff of him monologuing for five minutes really got me over the edge of pissed off. Like, I mean, come on like that. The horrible plot because you don't even know what you're watching. Um, the, the horrible twist with they made him bad. And then, of course, the writers. Like, I mean, I, I've said it many times, the writers, whoever wrote this movie needs to, like, not direct, write another movie for a long time. Like, at least 10 years <laughs> to get the, to get this, uh, get this out of people's minds, because this was just, 
I think this is my worst movie of the year so far. I mean, again, I don't know. I have a couple on my list. (laughs) So far, I have a couple on my list that we've watched. (laughs) And everything, you know, some of them are. (laughs) So. Yeah, I'm only at two right now of worst movies of the year because I've only I haven't seen that many movies from 2021. I've seen a lot of 2020 movies, so I haven't gone to a lot of 2021. But and unfortunately, the the two I have are um, the Little Things is my number two least favorite. This is number one, but we're only in February, so it's, it's exactly. And God, I do, I'm like I have high hopes for Godzilla versus Kong. Please, for the love of God, if you know what's right, do not have an hour and a half of of humans talking. Like, come and on. You know, I was hyped like, up for that trailer. <laughs> I know. I didn't care for the music in the trailer, though. That kind of kind of ruined yeah. it a little bit. The I music choice could have been. I do own up to that. <laughs> so, so, anyways, yeah. is there anything else that you wanted to actually bring up with uh, this movie or anything like that? No, I think I pretty much said it. I mean, it's like, I mean, I, like, I hope, like, like I said, Netflix has got a bunch of other movies, like at least 70 others that are supposed to be released this year. And I, mean, I hope, I hope a good majority of them are entertaining because this one, you, you got us hooked. Now, like, like I said, and then you just took out, like, like clipped us from behind. I'm like, um, and then, like I said, well, we have another trailer released this week from another Netflix movie and that's Army of the Dead by uh, Zack Snyder, so that at least that's got some hope. Because, you know, the director... And I will be... Especially and I will be reacting to this again, because the last (laughs) one that we got was, like, a 30-second trailer reaction, which didn't really do much for us, so stay tuned for that on Thursday. (laughs) Um, Well, one of the... I think, in like I said, March, there's a Netflix movie I'm excited for. uh, I'm a huge Eric Andre fan. So if you like Eric Andre, there's a movie called Bad Trip coming out. And essentially, it's it, he's like an adult version of Billy on the Street. So he does pranks in front of people. Like, some of the trailers, like, I've seen is um, he gets smited by this girl. And he, and then, he, then, and then, then, he, and then his hand randomly ends in a blender and he turns it on. So, so you see, he, he blenders his hand or, like, he's getting his back. Uh, car vacuum and the, the vacuum suctions on his clothes and it just sucks his whole clothes off and it's just the, it's just it's like he's just trying to get a human like a people reaction which is which is absolutely hysterical because i mean he it's like it reminds me of jackass in a sense <laughs> trying to see what the people are going to react but i don't know like i said netflix you got many more movies potentials to uh get me to take this taste out of my mouth of how awful this was right Alrighty, so that's going to do it for the show today. I hope that you guys actually enjoyed our review for this movie and everything. If you want to check it out, it's on Netflix for everyone to enjoy. And it's on, it's once like, again, we're not telling you not to see this movie. We're just giving you advice to maybe like, like don't get smite, don't fall for the trailer. Don't fall this for don't, just don't fall for the trailer. Better yet, just go into the movie without even watching the trailer. Maybe you might enjoy it more. I don't know. Um, right. Again, and like I said. And, right. And this movie, once again, is called Outside the Wire. It's on Netflix. Check it out if you guys want to check it out. Also, too, uh, we have some stuff coming up this week. For instance, the thir- Thursday, Frenchie and I will be reacting to uh, the new zombie movie by Zack Snyder. We're going to be doing that. Then Friday night, 
I think we're gonna end up doing a walk to remember with Sarah. <laughs> so this, should, this is Charlie and I doing a romantic <laughs> movie with Sarah from Go Get That Rose. Check her out on YouTube. <laughs> Check Can her and Joe Bates show out on Netflix on, on Netflix on YouTube of Go Get That Rose. They actually do a Bachelor after show. If you're into The Bachelor, check out that show. I strongly recommend it if you're heavily into that show. Uh, another thing, too, is tomorrow uh, night, I'm not sure what we're going to be doing. I know it's... Uh, oh, yeah, tomorrow night, I'm going to have Mike Perkins Jr. on with me. We're going to be doing a review for Goodfellas. That's actually going to be on the stereo app. And then for the rest of the week, I'm pretty much freed up. Friday night is Tamika and I. We're going to be doing a WandaVision after show for episode eight. And then after that, we're going to have our romantic uh, movie section for me, Charlie, and Sarah to, wa uh, to watch A Walk to Remember. So you can actually watch A Walk to Remember on Netflix and then come back and watch our review. So that's everything that we have actually planned for this week. And as we go out through our week and everything, we're going to go and I'll talk to Char Charlie and see what else we want to do for Tuesday through Wednesday and see what we got planned. So if you guys want to, if you uh, guys want to and everything, go on ahead, donate some money to the show. How do you do that? Just go to the link below, www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers unite. Also, too, we also have a Patreon. A Patreon is at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash movie lovers unite over there. Of course, you guys can go ahead and follow at movie lovers unite on Facebook and also on Instagram and also on Pinterest as well at movie lovers TV lovers unite. You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast from, uh, and all and all media. And then, of course, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit, go on ahead and do that. And then you can also follow me at John DeGorio8. And then, if you want to, for all your entertainment needs and pleasures, go to www.movieloversunite.com. And always until next time, guys, it's been fun. It's been a blast. Thank you, Charlie, for joining me. And Anytime. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing and that is our five dollar a month plan it's called movie lovers classics it covers bonus episodes reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh little caesar review that we just did early access to episodes monthly newsletters shout outs on the main uh, feed early access to episodes and then we also have all access documentary series review which is ten dollars a month and that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shoutouts on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries, and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye.